Now, the Gauteng Township Economic Development Draft Bill has been gazetted by the Provincial Department of Economic Development and it proposes to revitalize and reserve certain sectors of the township economies exclusively for South African citizens or naturalized uh, citizens in Gauteng. So, to tell us more about this, we're joined by Gauteng Government Spokesperson Tabo Masebe. Mr. Masebe, good afternoon. Thanks for speaking to us here on Updated Noon. Thank you. Good afternoon, Sakina. So in simple terms, what exactly does this uh, bill seek to achieve? The draft legislation seeks to promote uh, or to make it easy for people to start and operate businesses in the townships. It is linked to the program that was started by Premier David Makura in 2014 to revitalize the township economy. Uh, Some of the things that we found was that uh, people were finding it very difficult because of a a number of bylaws. They were finding it difficult to start and operate their own businesses in the townships. Um, Others uh, were uh, having difficulties in uh, accessing land or uh, premises where they could uh, operate their businesses. Uh, And just the licensing process itself was uh, uh, prohibitive to many, many people who want to start their businesses. So this law seeks to create an enabling environment for people to start and operate their businesses in the townships. So it also proposes uh, the revitalization, firstly, and secondly, um, uh, reserving certain sectors of township economies exclusively for South African citizens and naturalized uh, South Africans. So which sectors are we talking about here and how exactly will it work, Mr. Masebe? Well, these are some of the things that uh, people proposed uh, uh, during the consultation. Uh, But let's look at the main issue. The main uh, purpose of this uh, uh, legislation, as I said, is to support uh, people who want to start businesses. So, um, but some of them then said uh, they are finding it uh, difficult to to operate their businesses because there are too many people in the market or there are too many people who are doing the same things as they are. So uh, the bill then seeks to look at uh, ways to regulate uh, uh, such uh, uh, trade in order to ensure that uh, the local people are able to to benefit from those opportunities. So as it stands now, um, what sort of reaction has the Gauteng government received and has there been any particular backlash to the bill? Obviously, there are people who feel that uh, certain proposals might be unconstitutional or might uh, be seen to be uh, uh, discriminating against certain people. Obviously, we'll look at that. Uh, one thing that I w- would like to guarantee to all the people of the province is that Gauteng is a part of South Africa which is governed by law and the supreme law of the country is the constitution. So they, if, if ultimately, when we finalize this uh, legislation, we will ensure that uh, none of the proposals are found to be uh, in conflict with the Constitution.
Mm. And, and and one of the things that uh, has really been a blot on our name as a nation has, of course, been uh, the xenophobic attacks that we've seen uh, flare up from time to time in the country. And uh, looking at uh, some of the lawyers for human rights, one of the issues that they raise in response to this has, of course, been exactly that, uh, charging that um, this bill is being promulgated in a context of a xenophobic violence against foreign nationals and saying that this might actually just exacerbate that, Mr. Masebe? Yes, yeah, definitely. We have seen those comments. And as I said to you, that definitely we don't want uh, this to be discriminatory against anybody. In fact, let's look at the positives and say the bill is an enabler. It seeks to support people instead of uh, discriminating. It is not against anybody. But of course, we've included all of those proposals because they came out of the consultation that we've had uh, since 2014. But ultimately, the test is going to be, is anything, while we seek to to support the people, uh, we cannot be seen to be discriminating against anybody, and the guide there will be the Constitution. Mr. Masebe, thanks for your time and uh, highlighting this uh, particular one for you. And it is, of course, a a draft bill at this uh, time, the Gauteng Township Economic Development Draft Bill uh, that has now been gazetted by the Provincial Department of Economic Development. And uh, we'll keep an eye on those developments for you as well. And let us know what your views are, uh, because it's not peculiar to South Africa to have some uh, protectionist policies around certain sectors of uh, the economy so as to protect and uh, preserve certain parts of it for its citizens. So let us know what your views are. But um, moving along, um, the President Cyril Ramaphosa is expected to unveil government's economic recovery plan uh, in about 10 minutes' time. And we join on the line now by Labour analyst Terry Bell to uh, help us uh, take a look, or rather um, uh, one hour and 10 minutes' time. It's happening at 2 p.m. Uh, Terry Bell, good afternoon. Uh, thanks so much for speaking to us. Good afternoon, Sakina. So firstly... What do you believe, um, given the labor dynamics at the moment, uh, more than two million people uh, have joined the ranks of the already um, overstretched unemployment queues. So what should be the focus for the president and this economic recovery plan, in your view? Well, I would certainly hope that he realizes we're facing a pending humanitarian disaster and it's not going to be again more of the same that we're going to have this continuing stress on economic growth jobs we need yes but not jobs at any price we've really got to realize what has happened to us here it's not just two million or 2.2 million jobs lost in the second quarter we have to look at the number of dependents the average worker in south africa supports at a minimum we're talking about 10 to 11 million men, women, and children who've been cast into, well, poverty or desperation. We have people starving now. We've had the reports coming in from the Gift of the Givers, from Imtia Suleiman, from the Nelson Mandela Foundation, about children having to scrabble and eat grass. Now, what we're doing there is, in fact, destroying the potential of millions of young children. I mean, the potential's not just being wasted. It is, uh, to varying degrees, being destroyed. They've been crippled physically, intellectually, emotionally by being deprived of adequate nutrition. And I think one of the worst aspects of this is the fact that governments have to be taken to court 
to do what they were supposed to be doing in terms of of school feeding, for example. It's it's very worrying, and I'm hoping that the president starts by looking at a major reconstruction and radical reconstruction program. And perhaps you could start with the basic income grant, but also why not set an example by reducing the size of what is, I think, the world's largest and probably most expensive cabinet and cutting the pay and perks. For example, even I was looking at the figures the other day, we have nine premiers who cost us nearly 21 million rand a year just in terms of their pay, let alone their perks. So I'm hoping, against hope, I'm fear to say that uh, President Phil Ramaphosa will come up with something new this time, but I'm not holding my breath. And uh, just finally, Terry, we were struggling already uh, with creating employment in this country way before COVID-19. And looking at the situation now uh, from a Labour perspective, where do we start, you know, trying to turn the situation around and to get South Africans working again? What we actually need now, as I say, is something, a radical approach. I mean, we can have, we've had jobless growth in the past, and we can have job loss growth because of automation in the future. So I think what we could do is go back initially and start with the whole idea that was put forward by the trade union movement decades ago, which they've never pursued too much in recent times. And that is having large-scale, labor-intensive work at decent pay. There is the money. The government cannot turn around the great Asina Mali. We don't have the money. There is plenty of money in this country. It just belongs to a tiny minority. I'm sure you've noticed the share price rises and the profits of the platinum group metals and gold producers lately. We still have all of that being an extractive economy. Our manufacturing side has been collapsing. All of that needs to be looked at, but it needs to be looked at not in isolation, little isolated pockets here and there. We need a comprehensive macroeconomic approach, and it needs to be completely radical and new, recognizing the disaster that we're facing. And I think we can do that by concentrating on, initially, labor-intensive work and democratizing our society to a greater degree than we have it now. At the moment, the ordinary people are suffering, the majority, and they don't really have a say at all. Nobody asks them to whether they wish to be unemployed or they wish to be employed. So I'm sure we need to democratize society as well. That's to expand our democracy. Terry Bell, thanks for your time. Labour analyst Terry Bell and of course uh, uh, President Cyril Ramaphosa expected to unveil that plan in a joint sitting of Parliament at 2pm. That's an hour and five minutes from now.